Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Survived Steamalitcon. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a manic time. It was very fun. It was nice. I haven't been to California in a while, so it was really fun to kind of like get over there. And then they were like tropical storm, hurricane, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for you. Yeah. Uh, very how long is the flight from where you live? I think it's about an hour. It's very very short. Oh, that's so convenient. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got annual passes. Cause we were like, well, if we drive, it's like five and a half hours. If we fly, it's like an hour, but like, you know, the process, like going to the airport and stuff, it's almost about the same, but it's such a short flight and like, they're very affordable. So we were like, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? I'm good. Life is good. Just working. Nothing really much to report. Love it. Reading books. Recording episodes, editing episodes, you know, you know how it is. The usual, the usual. Yeah. (laughs) We're doing our best today. (laughs) We are thriving. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to talk about this one because we talked a lot of theories and concepts in the last one and a lot of them were true. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Cool. I finished the book literally two minutes before we started our call. So (laughs) perfect. I started it right after we recorded the last one and it took me quite some time to get through it. It was very long. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It felt quite long to be honest. Yeah. I was going to say arguably too long. (laughs) Perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. So we're talking about uh, Ashes and the Star Cursed King, which this is the continuation of the series. I did a little digging and looked in the back and supposedly this is the end of their story quote unquote, mm-hmm. but there are like six books total that are going to be in, in this universe or what have you. And I imagine they're going to be like side characters in the next one, right? Yeah. So when we were talking, what was it, two weeks ago, we thought that the whole series was going to be about these two characters so that it would turn into like a From Blood and Ash kind of situation where we're like, well, where are we even going with this story? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's the first two books are The House of the Night born vampires mm-hmm. and then the next two books will be like the house of blood and then the other two books will be like the house of shadow or something so yeah. i don't know if it's going to be the same characters or new characters i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah i was reading the synopsis about i think the next one that's coming out or there's going to be a standalone that's about the house of shadow okay cool yeah, I was reading the back. And then there's like some novellas that are going to be thrown in there, which is one of the things we'll yeah. also be talking about is the other yes. novella that came in about characters in this one. This is very interesting. Yep. Yeah, I will say I think the pacing on this one was a little bit better as far as like the relationship building goes. But I definitely feel like she repeated herself quite a bit throughout this. And like, I found myself like rolling my eyes towards the end where I was like, oh my God, we get it. You're faster than everybody. Oh, we get it. You're greater than everybody. Oh, we get it. Vincent's not talking to you. Like I got a little, I got a little annoyed towards the end. What about you? I agree with a lot of those thoughts. I thought it was quite repetitive, especially, I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous episode, but especially Rain and his, there she is whenever he's talking about Oriah's face it's just like oh my god it's it's Castile and 
and Poppy all over again with his like you're a beautiful vicious murderous creature or something yes yes we get it we get it Oriya makes facial expressions yes let's move on (laughs) I totally agree I'm like sometimes I don't know it just there were so many moments where I was like okay I I heard you the first time and it got like really I think it got even worse towards the end but it was like so irrelevant every time she fought anybody she was like oh they're stronger but I'm faster and I'm like okay but like how many times can we get I don't know and and her character being like she's so powerful and I'm like in what way though I don't feel like everything Mm -hmm. that was explained in the first one of her being half vampire half human and all those sorts of things Mm -hmm. like you know we did get a little bit more of her power in this one but like still really haven't explained how she's so powerful do you know what I mean was that just Mm -hmm. me or did you feel Mm -hmm. that well, I kind of explained it to myself. I don't know how she was so powerful before Vincent died. Yeah. Because then she was just a regular half human, half vampire. But after he died, I just kind of explained it away with, well, she now has the power of the air. Okay. Which evidently is supposed to be some amazing thing. But yeah, more than that, I don't know. <laughs> great, great, great. Okay, cool. So I guess we can kind of start from the very beginning. What we talked mm-hmm. about or our predictions were that they were going to have to end up fighting Septimus and the blood marked, which is exactly what happened. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the beginning was kind of interesting. I, I liked the dynamic between, you know, him feeling like he had to win her back. It took a little bit of time. Shockingly, it only took 200 pages. Ha ha ha. But I did like that. It wasn't sort of instantaneous. I think we could have used a longer slow burn of her forgiving him, but I did like hit, hit the idea of him being like, I'm not protected in my own castle. I know that like, Something bad could happen at any point in time. All that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I do think that like uh, pacing was kind of better than I wanted it to be. Like it, it, went, it came off better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I agree. I think the beginning of the book I liked the most. Yeah. So while they were still kind of antagonists, they were still kind of feeling out how is this relationship going to work? She wasn't trusting him. She was even betraying him by staging an attack on the armory and all that kind of stuff. That part I liked. Once they actually started working together, I felt like it it kind of started dragging for me. Yeah, agreed. All the preparation for the battles, and then the battles themselves were kind of repetitive. So, yeah, the first 200 pages I thought were fine. I agree, maybe it should have taken a little bit longer for them to actually get back together, but eh, it is what it is. It was a 600-page um, book, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure if I liked it better than the first one, though. I I don't think I did because I think for me, like Mm. one of my favorite tropes is a trial, and so I really did like the trial, even though I feel like the pacing was really weird towards the end with that one. I kind of understood it more, but I really like a trial, and this one is a lot of like political, and it's for me, it's Mm. like feels in a comparison to like Red Rising, where like the first one is a journey sequence, and the second one is a lot of political, and I like that, but I just don't like it as much. So I, yeah, I definitely liked this, the first one a lot better. And I think like the, just the, the length of it was really long. Like she definitely could have made this two 350 page books and like made the series Mm -hmm. a little bit longer or like edited it, edited it down and made it a shorter book just like in general. I don't know. I think a lot went on and also at the same time, nothing went on. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, Yeah. I think if it had been split in half, the things that needed fleshing out could have been fleshed out. Yeah. And I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Cause I think at the very beginning, 
you know, when she finds the mirror and she's like in Vincent's office and she's like, oh, all of this seems like so staged. And then like, turns out it is, but it's like, could we talk a little bit more about the mirror and the blade and like all of these things that Mm -hmm. like Vincent was supposedly hiding? I think there, there definitely could have been more expansion on like how relevant that was because we didn't ever get that at any point, Mm -hmm. I think in the first one or this one, or like, it didn't like, we got it that Vincent was secretive, but there was never like a he was very into magic and this is why. And like, here's all the things like, I mean, I kind of think they like explained that, but it wasn't really mm-hmm. a lot of like, I don't know. I just think there was a lot more things that we could have discovered about Vincent and would have made it a lot cooler yeah. and like more believable. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also, it wasn't really clear to me how Septimus knew all of this about right. Vincent. Where did he get this information from? I don't get it. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I can't believe that you can use this mirror, even though you're still his daughter. And I'm like, okay, but that was never explained why they think she couldn't use the mirror or like why she could. Like nobody ever figured that out. They were like, this mm-hmm. is so strange. Hmm. And then like, hmm. we never talked about it again. And then they're like, oh, look, you remember that mirror we hid from you? Like, it was all very strange to me. So I thought that part, yeah, definitely could have been like more fleshed out and you know, she has those conversations with Jessime and she's like, oh, we're going to attack the armory. And then they kind of go away for a while. And then they're like, let's bring up this thing called God blood. And I was like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. what, what's this? This is like, okay. Yep. I- <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I just feel like that was a really strange, it's giving, it's like, it is giving from blood and ash. Like, oh, we're looking for a deity. Oh, we're looking for a God. Oh, we're looking for Nikos. Like, it just was, that was so wild to me. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually struggling to remember if... So she finds the mirror quite early on and it's like, it's in Vincent's office, which she thinks that nobody has had access to. She finds the mirror, it's kind of broken. She cuts her hand and it pieces itself together and it's like a talking mirror. So yeah, already I'm thinking, oh, this reminds me of the mirror from Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Harry or and Sirius Black getting... are able to talk to each other. Or that yeah. one, yeah, exactly. Uh, so she talks to Yasmin, who is leader of the army. They plan very quickly in like the span of one conversation yeah. or maximum two, an attack on the armory. And Septimus knows about it, right? Because yeah. he or he like suspects. draws back. Yeah. So he knows that she's betrayed them, but Rain doesn't know, or does he know? It's right. not really ever clear to me who knows what when. Because Rain is always playing some kind of a part. So when he's with Septimus, he's like, oh, yeah, I knew this was happening all along. When he's with Arias, it's like, no, no, I would never betray you. So, like, yeah. When did you get what information from whom? Yeah, that part was really weird to me, too, because I feel like they all were like, I have a weird sinking feeling. And I'm like, and nobody's going to do anything about it. And then the attack happens. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of moments here too where she gets the opportunity to like almost kill him and she's like, I can't do it. And I'm like, I get that because obviously they're the main characters. But that part was a little overdone for me. I was like, okay, I understand you're upset. But like, what are the two of you going to solve by like running out into the battle? Like I get her going there, but like, why did he go there? I was like, why are you in the middle of this fight when you're the Mm -hmm. king and nobody else is here? Vale isn't here, Septimus isn't here. Like, why are you like running out and like putting yourself in harm's way as like the king? And then Septimus mm. is just like chilling in the streets. Like, ha ha ha. Hey, <laughs> yeah. stranger. I was like, what is happening here? This guy is so sketch. So in my head, I was just thinking like he was spying on her question mark and like knew that was my thought was like, he was just sort of like lurking. Like he had someone lurking in the shadows that was like watching her and that's how he figured it out. Mm-hmm. 
or mm-hmm. like something with magic. But again, yeah, that was never explained like how he knew that was going to happen. And I don't think Rain knew anything. Like I genuinely feel like he had no clue what was going on. Clearly because the coup happens, you know, like later in the mm-hmm. book. But I feel like everything with Septimus, he was just like, I'm just going to wing it. And for now it's okay that like we're sort of allies. You know what I mean? Okay. So does that mean then that Rain didn't know what Septimus wanted to talk to Oriah about when he I took her so. to the office. Yeah, and I don't think oh, okay. he knew about the armory either. I think that he was just like, oh, the armory's on fire. Let me fly there. Okay. okay. That was kind of the vibe I got from that was like nobody mm-hmm. knew except for Septimus that that was happening, even though they were all like, this is kind of weird. Ooh, maybe we should look into this. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but it was, yeah, I mean, that whole thing is just weird. Like, why are you putting yourself mm-hmm. in like harm's way for yeah, no yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't know that she was down there. You just, like, went after... I don't know. I just thought... I found that scene to be very strange. And, like, just mm-hmm. the of it, where they're always like, I have a weird feeling, and then nobody does anything. And I'm like, you literally spent the beginning of this book talking about how you know there's enemies everywhere. And then you're like, let me not question anything that's happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it... I don't think it was wise of Rain as the king yeah. to be heading into this battle unprepared. Yeah. That I agree with. That was kind of reckless. Yeah. Um, question. The cigarellos, mm-hmm. or however you pronounce them, that Septimus always has, is anyone ever going to explain that? Is that, like, relevant in any way? But, like, every scene he's in, he talks about it. And I'm like, is that helping your, like, blood disease? Is that just your character? Like, I don't get why that feels like like she brings it up every single time. Did you notice that? I did notice it. I didn't think about it that much. Like, I didn't focus on it. I don't know... If I think that there's any hidden meaning, I think it's just supposed to be the thing that we associate with Septimus. He's creepy, yeah. he's secretive, and he smokes. And yeah. that's kind of... <laughs> just one more red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I I was like kind of curious if there's a point behind that, but then she never brought it up. And I was like, is this me or am I just like overanalyzing nothing? I'm overanalyzing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you never know, you know, maybe it'll be relevant later on. I, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels very weird. I'm like, what a weird thing. I don't know. Because it doesn't seem to have any adverse effect on Araya when she smokes it. So right. I don't know if it has any kind of power. Over him or anything like that. Yeah. So my yeah. other question is, okay, she gets the sword from Rain, like after this battle, they talk about like, we have to ally now because of the god blood or what have you. Did Vincent not have any other children, right? Like he didn't have any other kids. She was the only one, correct? That is my understanding. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. But because I was like, I didn't, I couldn't figure out if she was the only one, if anyone else had like trying to pick it up or like when Vincent was still alive or what have you. And that was why. And obviously they explained mm-hmm. more at the end, but I was like, didn't he have like other children or like relatives that like owned this sword before? Or did he have it made for him at the end of the battle? Like when did this come about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any other children simply because he murdered his whole family yeah. apart from that one cousin who I'm sure we'll get to. And I don't think he wanted to have any children at all because he was, you know, he believes yeah. that his children would be threats the same way that he was a threat to his own father. So 
I don't think that there's other little Vincents running around. Okay. Or if there are, he definitely doesn't know about them. <laughs> totally valid. Well, so that's my other question. Why do they have, I know we talked about this in the last one and I still have this question. Mm-hmm. Why do they have kids mm-hmm. in the first place? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. get it. it. It's very odd to me. I don't know. I suppose on some level they must want the bloodline to continue. Yeah. So I feel like they need to have at least one child if, you know, just in case that they die in a battle or whatever, so that the bloodline continues and the heir is at least within the same family. But why would they have multiple children? Is it accidents? Is it planned? I don't know. And like, they say that they're not immortal. They just age very, very slowly. So like, is this like a Mm -hmm. Renesmee situation from like Twilight where they like, Oh, geez. When they're born and then they just like age very, very slowly. Like I, that's how I'm assuming, but I don't feel like that was explained very well. And I was like, no creepy children. And she's like, oh, they're all turned or whatever. And I was like, but how do like regular vampires work? Are they born as like little babies? Yeah. And then they like, they spend like 17 years as a baby. Like, how's this work? I'm just asking. You know what I mean? I'm very curious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very fair point. And I think this is the problem when you have, you know, quote unquote, immortal beings in books who aren't really immortal, like they do still age. So this is like, you know, if you think about Akatar, Reese is over 500 years old, but he looks like he's in his 30s, Right. right? At least that's how I imagine him. So how long did it take him to look like he's in his 30s? Right. How long was he a teenager for? Because I know we're going way off track because I'm just using characters that I know better than I know these characters, but like more was 17 when she was about to be married, but was that like 17 actual Fey years or is this like dog years? It's like, just, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm very, very yeah, curious. So, yeah. So I also don't understand how it works with the vampires because this cousin that I refer to Eveliana or whatever her name is, she's a crazy but yeah. B, my understanding is she was five years old. Yeah, like she... total. Yeah, so now, uh, but she was a vampire already, right? Because she was a born vampire. She was born and she was five, but so she spent like 250 <sighs> years. And it's like, so okay. are you like a teenager now? Yeah. This, okay, so this is where I was confused because she's surrounded by children, but yeah. those children are turned vampires so do they age the same way that regular vampires do or are they now stuck as children forever so they were saying like mentally he made a comment where it was like when you're turned like you mentally stay that same age which doesn't make any sense to me because like as you live and like experience life you mature so I don't understand that but they were like I think your body stays stuck that that age forever like they don't mm-hmm. age or like change because he makes a comment about Vale like way later on he would be like oh it'd be easier to hate him if he had like graying hair and all that kind of stuff but since like he's well actually it doesn't matter that doesn't make sense because he's not turned because he's a born vampire you know what this is all very great questions G- great great <laughs> question she he said something about like you stay the same age when you're turned but i think he was saying that Mm -hmm. like mentally and they age the same i don't know because he's like i'll always be 32 and i was like will you like yeah i don't know because you know from vampire lore yeah my understanding like from other mediums not from this book 
my understanding is always like whatever age you are when you become a vampire is the age that you will remain forever. Right. Your body will not, you know, age. Yes, you'll experience hundreds of years of maybe perhaps emotional growth, but you won't look any older than you did the day you died. Right. So this would make sense to me for the turned vampires in this book and maybe the born vampires are in some way different and therefore they do still age just much 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 slower than regular humans yeah i think that would make more sense to me agreed i i but was so confused I don't know. this is the part like where i think this would have been a really great place i know this is like really skipping ahead but right after she kills the the cousin and mm -hmm. they're like semi-safe this would have been a great place to end this book and expand on everything that happened beforehand because like they get to this i guess we can i mean there's like a couple other things that happened but not a ton before they decide like let's go on a hunt for the god's blood let's go back to where vincent was from like they get there mm -hmm. and they're like oh the city's ruined and it's like okay but it's been 250 years is it because it's isolated because no one cared like i think we kind of vaguely get that but like not a lot and then she has like 50 turned children question mark and you're like mm -hmm. but what was the point of that like i know she was like oh i had to rebuild the city but like why would you choose like all of these children that look identical why would you choose kids is it because like she's mm -hmm. immature like i don't get that and i wish that we'd have gotten mm -hmm. you know a couple like maybe a week or two and like a hundred yeah. pages of hanging out with this girl and like learning more about her and all these sorts of things and like there's just a couple references there that i was like oh i'm a little uncomfy like this girl's your cousin and she's like, I don't know if she wants to sleep with me or eat me. And I was like, oh, can we literally not? Like, mm -hmm. that part was yeah. weird. I didn't I didn't get, like, what she was going for with her. And then her being, like, such a, like, it was so short. Did yes. The same way? I think, yeah. It was really short, uh, which is a shame. Because I think, actually, looking back at it, you know, I read this book quite quickly. But looking back at it, I think that was maybe the most interesting part for me like we're meeting characters that we haven't seen before she's obviously mentally unstable because vincent tried to kill her when she was like five she yeah. somehow managed to survive how did she manage to survive and kind of rebuild her kingdom in those 250 years why did vincent never come back for her is also something that i didn't understand well and he like there was a lot back. of potential there yeah, exactly. And he like there was a ton that they could have done with that. And he came back at some point and like put that little weird heart vine creature thing in the wall. So he was like in the city mm. in the last 250 years and didn't like visit mm -hmm. her. But he knew she was alive. And then there was like a comment that I think it was Oriah made where she was like, oh, well, he thought he killed everybody. And like, even if he didn't know that she was still alive, it wasn't like worth the risk of going back until he was like in power. And I'm like, okay. But once he was in power, why wouldn't he have just gone home and, like, destroyed the city and, like, moved on? If it was so relevant mm -hmm. for him to, like, kill them all? I don't know. That, uh, yeah, I had no, I was like, none of that makes any sense. And then she was mm -hmm. like, oh, the goddess saved me or whatever. And I was like, is that true? Mm -hmm. Or did you just, like, not die? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. Valid questions. Yeah, not I was very confused by the setup here. I was like. I kind of understood and like I, I enjoyed that we got this very creepy manner situation and like all those sorts of things. But I think like there's just so much that could have been expanded on here. Mm -hmm. And like what mm -hmm. was Septimus up to while they were here? What was like, you know, Vale and all the rest of them? Like what were they doing while Oriya was becoming Feyre and getting wings? You know, what was the what was the journey <laughs> there for them? Yeah. 
Let's talk about the wings because that was another thing that was just not there, not there. Suddenly it's there. We don't really get any explanation about how it's possible. We're moving on and we're just accepting that this is the case now. And Araya can fly within five minutes. What? Absolutely. Yeah. She was like, you were, he was like, you're meant for this guy. I'm like, shut up. Smack, smack. Like, you're so dumb. Uh, yeah. It was very weird to me because she makes a comment at the very end too about Lilith. And she's like, oh, since Lilith is a turned vampire, she also has wings. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a difference. Like, I didn't realize that like everybody can have wings then. Why isn't that just like a blanket statement? Like, why did you also need to make that if, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm assuming all I the don't think can have wings, right? I don't think all the vampires can have wings. I think that's okay. maybe the thing that sets them apart. I think the Hiaj and the Rishan, because they're from the House of Night, they do have wings. Okay. But like the Bloodborne and the House of Shadow, I don't think they have wings. Okay. That makes sense. But I might be wrong. I really don't know. Misha, where is Misha from? Misha is... Is she He's from... The House is of she Shadow. Rishan? She's House of Shadow. Because I don't think it's ever mentioned that she has wings. Right. She has to get carried. They talked about that. But when they're fighting the Bloodborne yeah. at the very, very end, they talk about how they're all fighting in the sky. This is also true. Maybe it's just the House of Shadow but, doesn't have wings. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was a weird comment to make where uh, she was like, oh, yeah. she, she's turned and she does have wings too. And I was like, then does everybody have wings? Like, I, I didn't get that. But yeah, it was, I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, I appreciate that, you know, you kind of gave her this extra element, and now I believe more so that she has power, but, like, it was a very weird scene. Like, you guys are still arguing, mm. you're not really on the same playing field, and then he pushes you off of a balcony and is like, fly, you'll be fine. And then she's like, oh my god, look at that, wings, ha ha ha! I'm, like, thriving <laughs> and surviving. And then, exactly what happens, he's like, oh, I should have showed you how to put them away, and I'm like, I don't yeah, maybe get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. It's giving, re like, that moment, I was like, wow, this is, I feel like I'm reading Miss and Fury. Like, it was so yeah. similar to me at that moment. I was like, not an original thought. And like, again, I like Chris's writing and I don't 100% fault her, but it was, it was like too similar to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I was like, I this do. is not, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was very weird to me. I was like, mm, I don't think we needed mm. that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And then she just happens. And again, this is a great time where they could have expanded. She had like an afternoon flying herself, but no, instead we go directly to her being like, Oh my God, look at this tall, tall tower. I'm going to go fly to it. Ends up in the tower and then gets attacked. Where is everyone else? Why are they not watching this crazy cousin and like checking on what she's doing that she's like ending up in some daytime. tower halfway across town? What? Cause it's daytime. And all the vampires are asleep. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's why it takes Rain so long to actually go and save her. Because he's waiting for her back in their rooms, thinking that she'll be back by dawn, and then yeah. she doesn't come back. So I think her I think him and Misha even go out like in the day. So they're risking their own lives just to try and see where is she, is yeah. is how I understood it. Okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, yes, I don't like know, somebody that's... should have been watching her. <laughs> yeah, and that scene was really weird. And then she talks about like the little kid that that girl brought and was like, oh, she's looking at me weird and all this stuff. And I was like, what was the point of that? Like, what was this little girl doing that was so like relevant? Do you know? Do you remember that part? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just supposed to maybe portray that Eveliana is not really all there. Yeah. That she's, that she's so 
naive or so broken or so desperate uh-huh. to achieve what it is that she wants that she's not really thinking about the risk. Whereas the this other girl, whoever she is, is aware that Oraya is messing with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That, that's all. I don't think there was any subtext there. I think that, okay. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I was just like really confused. I was like, I don't get what's going on here. Like, I don't know why this girl feels relevant, but that makes sense now that you say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just, that part was weird. And then she's just like, talks about, she's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to fight with my wings. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is just a very strange, like it was so fast that like, mm-hmm. again, they bond over like killing a vampire that in like saving a human. And then he's like, here are your mm-hmm. wings. And then she's like, I don't know how to fight with them or get rid of them or do anything. And then she gets like attacked, loses blood, loses consciousness, probably has a concussion, but like, she's fine. Everything's fine. Like, again, there's so many like mortal wounds in this book and the first one. And like, everybody is just fine. Yeah. It's too much. Honestly, Tatiana, the amount of times that they lost consciousness in this book, how how is their head even still connected to their body? I don't understand. How how have they not been concussed to an inch of death? I don't understand because don't they're either. passing out left, right, and center. Well, and like, wow. this is skipping ahead quite a bit, but they the first time they finally sleep together again is after mm-hmm. both of them are like mortally wounded. They're like, you know what we should do? We should have sex. And she- Obviously. Obviously, obviously. And then at the end, they're like, oh my God, I, maybe we like strained ourselves a little bit. I'm like, you have like gashes across your stomach from Simon. <laughs> he had like his wings in tatters and they're like, we should bang. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on here? You guys really need to pull it together. She just drug you in here with another grown man. And you're like, you know what we should do? Yeah. <laughs> Be in a silly, goofy mood. I'm like, what is happening? That part was so unrealistic to me. I was like, you literally just drug him in. Like drug yeah. him. Yeah, like, <laughs> I missed you. I'm like, shut up, shut up. It was so sleep. bad. Sleep. You can do this tomorrow. It's fine. Maybe take a nap. Get a band aid. I don't know. Get an IV. Like I don't know what's happening. That part was really bad. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I liked the rescue. I think it was cool. There, it was obviously like really gruesome and all that kind of stuff. But I felt like that part was very quick. Like we go, mm-hmm. huge epic thing happens. She finds this pendant? Question mark. And then they're like, okay, well, I have to go back. There's civil unrest. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So it's just a lot of like, mm-hmm. I feel like we were in like a pinball machine. Like Septimus is a problem. Just kidding. He's not. God blood. Let's be allies. Crazy cousin. Back mm-hmm. to the main like land because we have to go there. Oh, he hasn't come back soon enough. Let's go with him. Battle. Wedding. Coup. Dead. Here. There. You know, I was like, what is going on? Like, it's just, it was so mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. in a very short time period. And then the, the last mm-hmm. 250 pages are like, we built a tent and then we left the tent and then we built a tent and then we left the tent. And I'm like, the environment does not thank you for that. It, it's kind of wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. So he saves her from the crazy cousin. Yeah. Then he takes her somewhere. I've already forgotten where. Same. Great question. And then he leaves her there with Misha for weeks, days. I don't know how much time passes. Many moons. But they're just many moons but they're just there the two of them i guess training they're her magic or something i don't know unpacking a lot of trauma (laughs) how is this helping anyone like i don't think she actually gains any new powers or knowledge of how to control her magic so what was even the point of those five chapters well and we don't even get 
like a lot of Misha's backstory in this one either. Like, no, we got like a no, quick not at all. tidbit of her being like, oh yeah, he was right when he said in the first one that I was an acolyte and that this guy left me and that's it. And you're like, okay. I mean, I felt it after it happened. Like I was like, okay, so this is clearly foreshadowing. Like we're going to get more about her, but it's like, I don't know for mm -hmm. as good of friends as they supposedly were at the very end. I thought there was mm -hmm. going to be a little more on page, like trauma dumping. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, to be honest with you, I was quite, I was quite disappointed with Misha's character. Same. I think she was very underutilized. I agree. And um, she was so, she was like such a bright light in the first one. And in this one, she was just a very mm. convenient, like, oh, we need a quick funny moment. Or we like, we need a moment of like, just dialogue on the page. And then she would show up. And that was that. Yeah. 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 Even when she manages to confront the vampire who turned her into a vampire. It's so fast. Like, so fast. Blink, two pages, she goes crazy, she kills him, it's done. And then we're not dealing with the fallout because apparently, conveniently, the House of Shadow hasn't realized that their crown prince is dead. Okay. Totally fair. And then she decides that she wants to leave and travel the world. Okay. Why? How did we get here? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, and I think politically, like, it would be very easy to say, hey, there was a battle. He died in the battle. There was a coup. Like, you could absolutely brush that off as, like, she was not the one that killed him. I, I didn't think that that needed to continuously be brought up. Because there was plenty of options. Mm -hmm. Like, unless Septimus knew specifically that, like, she had killed him, I very easily think you could have been, like, there was an attack on the palace. You know, whatever happened, he was, like, in the crosshairs friendly fire, non-friendly, whatever you wanted to play that off as. Like, I think that would be fine. So I don't know why she was like mm -hmm. so concerned about it the whole time. I was like, I'm leaving because of political reasons. And he's like, you don't have to do that. And she's like, this isn't my home. And I'm like, since when though? Like you literally had a big speech at the beginning that like, wherever you go, I go. And then you're like, actually, mm -hmm. unless you go to Fiji, cause that's where I will also be going. You know what I mean? Like it was very weird that at the end and like, I think all of that, when she kills the shadow guy, like the house of shadow prince or what have you, there, it's not like fully explained like obviously you get it because we know her character but she's just like that's him and you're like that's whom mm -hmm. you know like I, I was so confused I was like okay and then when she she like kind of vaguely explains it but there's no like oh I remember his face distinctly like Reese whatever his name is Rain says that like way later on he's like oh she just like knew she was gonna know him but she had like forgotten his face so every man around her was you know her the guy that turned her until she realized it was him and I'm like, mm -hmm. what? What? Yeah. what? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> and like, I feel like that part was just weird. And it made it almost seem like when she first sees him initially, that was like a jilted lover. Not like this is the yeah. guy that like ruined her life. Yeah, that's how I read it as well. I thought that they knew each other. And yeah, jilted lover or whatever. And then and when then... she gets to she get her out of the tower, she's like in her room. She's in Oriah's room. And then she's like, oh, I'll explain it later. And I'm like, did she turn on them? Like, that was what I thought. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going crazy. But I was for a long time very suspicious of Misha. Yeah, same. When she was in the tower. And even Oriya's like, there's something not quite right here. Like, Misha's not acting like herself. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I still buy the explanation that she was just worried that she was going to be a trophy for the, the House of Shadow guy. I still low-key believe that maybe she has turned on them, that maybe she, yeah, is going to betray them in the end. I don't know. That would be interesting in any case. I don't know if that's where we're going, but I definitely got those vibes. Yeah. Or like she would just be like, oh, well, sucks to suck when like the big war comes or something like that. I could see that happening too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. that was a really weird, and, like, the explanation of it, too, I felt like was really strange, where she was like, oh, I was just gonna be a prize for him, because Septimus saw that he, like, made eye contact with me, and I'm like, that was 2.5 <sighs> seconds in the middle of, like, a coup happening, so I highly doubt that man, like, observed that and was like oh that's the one so i don't really understand that and then it didn't even seem like this guy recognized her like the shadow prince it's not like he seemed to know her i don't know i wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that of him of him maybe them having an interaction first like at the party Mm -hmm. would have been really cool for him to say hey oh yeah i like recognize your blood or something like that like she makes a mention of it but it's like i really would have liked to see that on page and see them interact and Mm -hmm. see where that had gone because yeah same that 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 storyline was just a little too convenient and it was very weird and the way it was written. And then immediately afterwards she attacks him and you're like, what is happening? Like, what, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Is everyone all right Mm -hmm. here? Like, are we, I don't know. That was very, very weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Were you surprised at, I don't know how to say his name. Search of the sea. The guy that betrayed them for Simon. Were you guys, were you surprised that he was the one? Did you think it was going to be Vale? Like, were you just kind of like, Uh... No, I didn't think it was going to be Vale because, well, you tell me, did you read this as the first book, the novella, and then this book? Or did you read this book first and then the novella? I read this one first and then the novella. Mm. Okay, so I read the novella first. Okay. So I got to know Vale through that book. So I didn't I didn't suspect Vale okay. at all. And then the fact that it was Karis or whatever his name is, like he's such a non-entity to me. Same. I know we keep bringing him up, but I don't have a sense for who he is, how he actually knows Rain. I guess he they were slaves together or something. So, I mean, if it was him or Katura, the only other named character within Rain's inner circle, yeah, I don't think it makes a difference which one of them it was. I, I like genuinely forgot he existed. Like even as it was happening, I was like, who? Mm. Like what's that guy? So he's one of the yeah. people that like took care of Misha in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in this one, I feel like he was a totally different character. Like I just didn't see that coming. And he had said it. He was like, oh, like we were too close for this to happen. And and then he betrayed me. And I was like, I'm so confused as to like where that angle was. Like, I don't know. I know that he, it had to be someone in his inner circle that betrayed him. But like it also could have just been Septimus. Like it didn't need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't feel like he needed to be like a relevant character or like that it needed to be one of them that did it. Yeah, I don't think he added anything really to the coup at all apart from the fact that he was the one who suggested they should have the party in the first place that's about it i still think septimus was the mastermind behind everything yeah so and he was already in rain's inner circle i don't you know we we didn't get any scenes of rain with karis building up their friendship or relationship or making it really clear that okay karis has access to information that septimus doesn't have access to which would make him then really crucial to the coup. So I don't think he was, he, I, he did not anything for me. To be I honest. agree. Like, I totally it didn't agree. surprise me. I feel nothing really towards him. <laughs> He's just fine. Who cares? <laughs> no, I agree. And it was very weird. Like he was like, Oh, I feel so betrayed. And I'm like, for why though? Like, we don't even know this guy, like n- nothing about this mm. surprising and or relevant. Like it just was very strange. And like, I did like the part where they come back and, you know, they go through the sewers and she's like, again, having another crisis about how Vincent doesn't love her. And that was the only tunnel he showed her and blah, blah, blah. I think that part was kind of fun where they rescue like, you know, Vale and Lilith and and the other chick and they make their way back. Mm -hmm. And we did say this in the last one. I think it would be fun to see 
you know, Rain's inner circle and Jesme and Oriah like all interact. And I think that was fun. But again, I think there was a ton of potential to make that much more fun and much more difficult. And it was like mm-hmm. pages total. Yeah. And then they were like, let's yeah. go to some hot springs and bang it out in a cave. And I'm like, I appreciate that there was like more smut in this one. But at the same time, like, I think you could have done a lot better with like the relationship building between the other characters, especially if she's mm-hmm. going to expand into another world, like, or to like expand further into this world. Yeah. Because I mean, the Rishan and the Hiyaj who are both from the House of Blood and are these warring tribes of vampires. This has been going on for millennia. Like, it's generation after generation of vampires killing each other for no other reason apart from the fact that they're from another tribe. Right. And we're supposed to believe that Oriah and Rain, in the span of a couple of days, have managed to convince all of these vampires to not only coexist, but fight together against the Bloodborne like live together in these caves. I mean, okay, there is a passing comment that only like there were like four deaths resulting from fights, but really only, yeah, only four deaths. Everybody accepted this on the drop of a hat. Like this is what we're doing now. We're just going to work together. It's, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. It's so yeah. easy. It's too easy. Yeah. And she even makes a comment where she was like, oh, when we take back my throne, like we're going to rule together. And everybody's like, okay. And I was like, this doesn't, no, I don't know. I agree. Like, I think I wanted there to be a little bit more fighting. And then like Vale, I feel like Vale and Jessica should have butted heads a lot more, should have had like a lot more to say between each other about just, even if it wasn't like, cause obviously, you know, reading the next, the novella and like learning a little bit more about Vale, he's not the bad guy. We think he is like, not the actual like villain, but like, he's not the bad guy we think he is, but mm-hmm. he would have very different tactics on how to approach the situation He's like, I went through this before. I was part of a different coup with Vincent. You don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I was expecting more, like, pushback from him being, like, this mm-hmm. nice general and for her to be like, well, you know, we've been trying, we've been, like, part of this fight for longer. I just think there could have been a much better dynamic and a, like, more interesting dynamic between all of them. And then they were just like, let's go to war. Ha ha ha. This will be so fun. And there was, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It was weird. It was just very weird to me. Like, the ending didn't make a lot of sense. And then they were like, we can do this if we just go quickly. And like, that's it. And I'm like, well, what's your tactic here, though? Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to go yes. for it, even though you're talking about how powerful. And also, I was a little bit surprised, too. I know that, like, a lot of them stayed behind the, of, like, uh, the Rishan, like, tribe or whatever, stayed behind with the Bloodborne. But I was a little surprised when they attacked that some of them didn't turn sides. Like, surely mm-hmm. some of these people were kind of, like, loyal to, like, Vale and all of them, like, Everybody was loyal to Simon. That was it. Like all of you people that were in in the inner city were loyal to Simon. After mm-hmm. he said he didn't bring his army and you know what I mean? I just found that a little surprising. I was like, I mm-hmm. thought there was gonna be a moment where like one of the guards betrayed Simon and was like, hey, let's uh, let him in and, you know, make this a little easier or something like that. Like that would have been a very opportune moment to prove that there were people yeah. who like agreed with the cause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that would have worked a lot better. No, if, if they just had someone on the inside yeah. helping them it would have made it would have made more sense to me and it than the way it was like actually done irrelevant person too like that that would have been yeah. fine but i think all the people that were like oh we're your ally and we're for you and everything we're like human and like we've spent this entire like 900 pages explaining how humans are so relevant and fragile so like mm-hmm. that's very nice of you but not mm-hmm. very helpful so yeah <laughs> yeah and you know again, what I mean? it happens so fast like we meet these random two people okay for no let's backtrack yeah we we find out that oriah's aunt is still alive where has she come from 
We mentioned Great her question. once in passing 100 pages ago, but here she is alive and well. She's married. So we meet her husband and then we meet another random human woman who apparently speak for all humans now. Correct. And, you know, pledge fealty to Oriah and her cause and have decided that, okay, we can spare a hundred or so humans to go fight against these legions and legions of vampires. Mm -hmm. And somehow these humans who don't even all live in this town, they live somewhere scattered across the kingdom, will manage to make it to that place within a couple of days. They cannot fly. Nope. They can only walk. Correct. I don't think they even have horses, but it's fine. Everything's They'll fine. Make it. They'll take a train. Everything's you fine. know? Yeah. They'll drive. What is happening? What even is time and geography? It makes no sense. It it didn't. And like, okay, so even backtrack a little further than that. The battle with Simon to me was very strange. Like, I didn't understand. I mean, I guess, again, I think maybe we'll find out more potentially, but I hate when this happens where you get, like, a bad guy. And you're like, okay, we obviously hate this guy. He sucks. And then come to find out he's just a mindless zombie now with a pendant, like, forged in his sternum and some teeth. Like, what? And then Septimus is just, like, watching from the back row, hanging out, Mm -hmm. question mark. And then, again... Oriah and Reese are rain are like oh my god we're gonna fight him and he's so much stronger than us and like how could this even happen and then they're both like almost dead again but not dead but not like, dead and uh... then he flies like hours he's like shouting like retreat retreat gotta go be see you later and then like flies like hours to this town ends up like mm-hmm. that was so weird to me because he literally says he was flying for hours I'm like my guy you are literally bleeding out this woman is bleeding out Everything is fine. And you're like, a healer. Ha ha ha. Here we are. Good thing we're related. Why did no one, why did no one follow him? Why did Simon just stay behind Great question. on that balcony? Right. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. And like, how did the retreat it. happen? Like how many people were lost? How did they all like, mm-hmm. again, all the main characters, which it's because it's a, like a book, but all the main characters like <laughs> survive and we all get back and stuff like that. And I found that so weird. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was just so strange. But, like, the human thing, yeah, that was weird, too, because she was like, oh, I have all these memories. And then they were like, oh, we wouldn't think you would remember anything. And she's, like, heartbroken again about Vincent. And, like, I understand being, like, feeling betrayed and all that kind of stuff. And this is fast-forwarding really, really far. But when she sees the, like, corporeal form of Vincent or whatever, she's like, I can't forgive you. And I'm like, okay, but after you hear his story, I kind of did understand. You know what I mean? Like, she was so angry and I'm like, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, like, do you not have like a modicum? Like, this is why this makes sense. And like, this is why he mm-hmm. did this. And this is why her mom did it. Like, I just feel like she was very open to hearing her mother's side of the story and was not very open to hearing Vincent's. And it's like, your mom sounded a little reckless. Like, I hate to be that person, but it's, I don't know, a little bit like she got herself into this mess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And her oh, aunt yeah, was yeah. like, her mom was, she, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her mom was definitely a willing participant to a point. Right. Like she knew what she was doing when they started. You know, the fact that she changed her mind by the end. Does it absolve her of all the stuff that they did together with Vincent? I don't know. But yeah, like Araya running hot and cold when it comes to Vincent became a little tiresome. I felt like we were kind of building you know, maybe some kind of understanding or like some kind of, I don't even know what her feeling towards Vincent was most of the time. So when she actually met him at the end and they had a conversation, which also I don't really get how that 
work. I'm getting strong Horcrux vibes. There I was as just well. gonna say like, it's giving Dumbledore at King's Cross. Like <laughs> it's very much giving that. Like I have to give a part of my soul to you know to these magical objects that you are now collecting across the kingdom. Like yeah, really? What are we doing? Um, and nobody knows it. Yeah, oh, weird, <laughs> super sus. Yeah, and yeah. that have to give blood, have to give some soul. Do what? Yeah, what the hell was that? I, I was like, um, I'm sorry, Wolf, is this uh, or Ralph or what's his fucking name from Throne of Glass? <laughs> as soon as the hand mat came up, I was like, I'm in. It's Tower of Dawn. I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, it was so, I don't know. That was so weird to me. I was like, okay, it's giving like national treasure vibes. It was very weird. I was like, I don't, I understand kind of like the concept, but it's like, what, what would be so wrong with just being like, oh, there was a projection. No, like it was like tattooed on her hand. And it's burning and it's only for you specifically to very casually find three pieces of jewelry and wear them all at the same time. Why are you mm -hmm. putting on a bracelet and then going into battle? I and the know. fact that it zooms in and out, how does this thing work? This is not Google Maps, people. This is <laughs> I am so very confused. It was so weird. Oh man. It's that part so I was like, weird. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we have like to just suspend all of our disbelief and go yeah, with the flow just roll with it at this point go with because... the flow. I totally 100% I'm like I just I don't know there was just so many moments in this where I was like oh my god no please stop and again all of these humans are gonna march to this place they're like oh they'll see us coming it's too close to where I'm like how on god's green earth would they see two little vampires if you were to like walk through the deserts into this cave like they would never know you were there why would they be out in the dunes, like, hunting for you as an army? And then they're like, oh, legions are taking over the skies. And I'm like, this doesn't make... I, that part, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. And I'm I'm not. I'm just letting a wind and a prayer take me through the last half of this book. Yeah. And also, how could anyone guarantee that even the, let's call them good vampires, because yeah. they're fighting for Araya and Rain, won't just start killing the humans? Like, does every single soldier... Of the thousands or however many there are, have they all specifically been told, don't attack the humans? Right. We're all fighting together now. What? And they I don't all understand. Like, even when they were spread out too, and she was like, oh, I can gather the troops. I'm like, but how are you telling them, like, by the way, we're now, mm -hmm. we're now pairing with, you know, the, the winged tribe, like both winged tribes are going to like fight together. Like, how was that communication put across if everyone retreated and they were all in different places? Like that part to me was so weird. I was like, I don't understand what's happening and how all of you guys are just like, showing back up and like starting mm -hmm. this battle and then they're like watch out for oraya she's going into this cave all her by her lonesome mm -hmm. i was like cool 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 cool, cool. and then she gets mm -hmm. into the cave and she's like i can't see anything and i i don't know how did you feel about the part where that she gets the memories of like her mom and her dad essentially like building this obelisk and this like chamber what were your thoughts on that um I thought it was fine. To be honest, I didn't really have any real thoughts. I was reading it really fast because this was, you know, the end of the book. We had, yeah. I had like half an hour until we were going to record. So I was just like, I just need to finish this book at this point. So it's all a bit of a blur. I don't think everything was really well explained. Yeah. I don't actually understand. Were we ever given a reason why Vincent was doing this? Because he just wanted more power. How did he even find the God's blood in the first place? That's my question. That's a great and question. And why did he 
hide it? Like, was it supposed to be like a super last resort? Yeah. In which case, you know, when people were attacking and he was like under attack in the previous book, why didn't he go for it then? Great question. Yeah. So what I gathered from it is when she took it under hand, she had this like internal thought that was like, this is a last resort. That's why he hid this. But he went through so Mm -hmm. much effort to make sure that she was literally the only person that took it. And it's like, that is so weird to me because if you guys were meant to be like bonded or whatever, why would you give Mm -hmm. her that power? I don't know. I thought that was really strange. I like that we got the memories and like, we did kind of get the dynamic between her parents and like them sort of walking through it. But I think that his offhanded comment of him being, of her being like, oh, you can't just give your blood. And he's like, okay, haha, then my soul. And then he shows up in this like ghostly form or what have you. And I was like, I get it. But yeah, again, it was giving like Harry Potter. It was giving Dumbledore at King's Cross Station. It was very weird. And I didn't Mm -hmm. really, I agree. I didn't really see like, one, how did you get it? Two, why have you never used it before? And three, why is she the one you left it for? And then four, Mm -hmm. when she gets it, she's like, what do I do with it? And yeah, then, exactly. Like it's not like, like there's oh, an instruction know. manual. Yeah, they're like you can drink Will it I or you know? can put it in the blades? Question mark. I'm like, how what? would she put it in the blades? Is she just supposed to like pour it over? Like it's not well, as if she has gallons upon gallons poison. of blood. It's not like it's gallons of blood. Like how is she supposed to put it on her blade? Is she it was just like, like a, a droplet is fine or? Yeah. Well, I think because those ones were so similar to her. Other... In my head, they're like curved fighting <laughs> blades. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but they like the handles had like the the thing to put poison in and then they like leaked in the blade or whatever. Oh so okay. that was my thought. And but again, it was sure. a very weird reference because she says it and then she literally doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, so then why did you I mean, you know, let's be honest, Tatiana, she literally does not a lot Correct. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> she sort of shows up. I... She shows up, she she does the thing. Rain is the one who almost gets killed. Again. Again. Typical. Even, like, even, so, they're fighting with Simon. He's, he states so many times that he's broken, which I took to mean that he's literally broken, as in he's broken bones, he can't even move half his body. But no, no, actually, I can find it within myself to stand up and keep fighting. Correct. Even though, like, my back is broken and my wings don't work, but that's my fine. My arm is broken. <laughs> Everything is fine. I still have it in me. Everything is fine. I can't actually kill Simon, but it's fine. I'll I'll sacrifice myself again. He like stabs him in the literal back and then is like fighting him from the front, but still holding onto the blade. And I'm like, in what world? Like I genuinely, I was like, I need like a map of how this happened. Like someone draw (laughs) me a diagram because he literally says she's standing. He looks at like Oriah and then rain stabs simon in the back and then it's like the only thing mm-hmm. holding me in this world is the hilt of my sword simon faces me and i'm like how <laughs> oh. no, like i'm so confused and he stabbed him so many times and he's like i'm stabbing him through the sternum and i'm like does he not have a heart is that like it like what was he just an animated corpse again my other question where is septimus during like this entire battle and how did he get yeah. away so quickly unless he was like way on the outskirts which wouldn't surprise me at all but like I found that all to be very weird. And then, of course, she's like, oh, let me just call down the goddess Nixia. Like, she'll just show up. It's no big deal. And we have this very weird conversation where she's like, oh, you know, you're so young and immature and, like, a dead lover can never hurt you. But then tries to appeal to her. Then, like, Oriah tries to, like, appeal to her humanity of, like, loving this one god. And I'm like, 
Okay. And then literally she gives them the perfect opportunity to kill Septimus when Nixia goes, who did this? And they're like, (laughs) that would have been the pristine opportunity to be like that guy. Like, you know what I mean? His name is Septimus. He's the one with the cigarillos. <laughs> like, honestly, he's five foot four. He has gray hair. Like, I don't understand. That would have been a great time to be like, uh, I don't know, that dude over there. All of those people up in the sky. Like, why were they? I didn't get that. I was like, why are you silent in this point? And why? Or, and if you are going to be silent because like she's so overwhelming or whatever, then why ask that question? Because that literally would have been the perfect mm-hmm. time. And then, of course, fast forward. She's like, I can't help you. This other goddess can. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The other goddess shows up and then it's like, she will have her revenge. And I'm like, but she literally just told you to do this. Yes. What does that have to do with anything? Yes. Yes, Tatiana. Yes. I yeah. was like, I'm so confused. <sighs> of course. Of it course. was all so convenient. It, it, it genuinely at this point felt like, oh, I've written myself into another situation that I can't get out of like there's literally nothing that can help rain at this point apart from a god oh how convenient that these gods are a even paying attention and b at the drop of a hat can come and give you whatever wish you want how super convenient is that and not just one but two and the second one who's never even done the bond before because it's like Nyaxia's thing but oh conveniently in this one case i'll make an exception and i will bond you two together super awesome great the best Mm -hmm. great yeah cool cool cool. yeah and i will bring this up when we talk about the six scorched roses about the acolytes Mm -hmm. and things like that and i find that relationship Mm -hmm. to be very odd because if she cared so much about her acolytes when her house was being bombed where was this goddess Mm -hmm. well probably her acolyte wasn't praying to her at that time yeah. Because she was too busy burning to death. So, you know. Yeah. But the priest wasn't praying in, in Six Scorch Roses either. You know what I'm saying? Like, that part is so weird to me. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, very, <laughs> very convenient. Um, I, d- I also did have a thought, like, earlier on when they had their, like, very long, epic sex scene when they were, you know, both mortally wounded, bleeding everywhere. And they were like, oh, my God, I've just never felt this way before. I was like, I swear to God, if the word mate comes up, I'm closing the book and we're not recording. <laughs> I was like, if they are mates, I'm done. Like, it, this is the end. <laughs> Thankfully, they weren't, but it felt very much like we were going to get there. And I was like, I am not into this. Like, I do not want this. I understand. And I, I did like this comparison of, like, them both being the heir. They're going to work together and all of that kind of stuff. I just didn't think we needed the second god to come in and, like, give them the bond. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been very fine if Nixia was like, well, if you guys think you can solve this, then that's fine. And, like, leave them off to their own to, like, work on resolving this. But she makes all these comments like, oh, she looks so sad. She looks like she misses her husband. But, like, she's also so selfish because she wants us to be at war. And I'm like, these are two different people you're talking about. Like, this goddess makes no sense to me in the way that you're, like, trying to appeal to her and talk about her. If she's, like, (laughs) wants everyone to fight over her, question mark, and each other at the same time. Like, wouldn't it just be better if everyone was, like, happy and fighting, like, each other collectively? Like, the house of shadow the house of night and the house of blood like wouldn't that be better than like fighting within the tribes so more people could dedicate their mm-hmm. life to you like i don't understand that vibe that they gave off with her you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i i know what you mean i don't have an explanation the only thing i can come up with is maybe it's just supposed to be a commentary on how as much as 
she might seem like she's a human because she has emotions. She's capable of falling in love. She grieves her husband, etc. She is still a god and everybody, like all the vampires and the humans are so beneath her that she just uses them for her own entertainment. That's fair. As gods usually do in these kinds of stories. Yeah. So it didn't really surprise me that Nyaxia said no, that she would rather they keep squabbling and they keep fighting because it's entertaining for her. She doesn't care so much about Rain um, surviving. Which is fair. He's just a guy. Yeah. Hit him with your car. I don't know. But what I don't understand then is why the other god did do it. Why was it enough that it's not even Oriah who was an acolyte. It's her mother. So by proxy... Because your mother was an acolyte, I'm going to grant you this wish. And oh, because you love this guy, he's also included. Like, what? Yeah, I where think does there this end? Been... How many degrees of separation are needed before you don't give a damn? Right. I think there could have been one or two lines in there of that goddess whose name I cannot pronounce going, well, I kind of want to spite Nixia because I know that like yeah. she, you know, like left the Pantheon or whatever. And she thinks she's all powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spite her by like putting her two warring children. Like there could have literally just been one paragraph or one line of like, oh, I'd love to see how this turns out. But instead it's like, oh, my child's child's child. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was very yeah. odd. I I totally agree. I think that could have been easily resolved by just like one line of like, oh, I love to spite her still. We're still fighting. Yeah. Care about her. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. But instead she was yeah. just like, I think oh. that would have worked a lot better. And it would have been in keeping with what we were just saying. You know, the gods are above all of this. Yes. They're just playing games right. with everyone in this world. I would have enjoyed that a lot more. Same. But we don't get that no of course they end up with matching tattoos that i do not understand in the slightest i'm like i thought the airmark was like up and over and now it's different it's the same you have i don't want understand the phases of the moon and like what is happening you know what i mean did you get that yes yeah i mean i still don't know what the actual difference is between their tattoos before they merge yeah because it is it do they both have the phases of the moon but Orias is on her chest and his is on her on his back or is hers different completely i don't know so they said i think what he said was before they merged his was like the opposite phases like it went backwards or something like that like she was like like half to full and his was like full to half or something like that and then this new okay. one they matched but she had like spiny bat wings and he had like feathery wings and that was the difference between their tattoos now Okay. And I was like, they're red. It's you. in the middle of your back. I'm so confused. I love a visual. Like, someone give me some fan art because I'm so confused. It's giving yeah. Feyre. Obviously, giving yeah, yeah. Aelin. <laughs> like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool. That's it. That's all I have to say. Cool. So this is going to be more of a philosophical question for you, but I feel like it's a a valid point to maybe discuss as two people who love reading as much as we do. Do you think that this is the downside of reading this many books that you start inevitably comparing to other books that you've read before? Yes, absolutely. I think for entertainment's sake, I think this would have been just okay. Like, again, even if I hadn't read any of these other books, because when I went into the first one, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this reminds me of Akatar and, and from Blood and Ash until we started talking about it. 
So Mm -hmm. I think in some point, yeah, you start to compare and you see like a lot of similarities, but at the same time, I just don't think this one was that good. Like, I think there was a lot of problems Mm. with it that came from just like poor world building, but maybe that is because we do read so many books. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been, yeah, I've been asking myself this question. Like, am I being really harsh towards this book? Like if I had read this and then I read From Blood and Ash, would I like From Blood and Ash less because I had read this book first? If I hadn't read Akatar and From Blood and Ash, would I have thought that this was amazing if this was my first introduction to this kind of storytelling? Yeah. I, you know, we'll never know. But yeah, I, I wonder if, you know, can we still find books that are similar within the genre and we, yeah. we don't mind that they're similar to others? So why does it bother that this one is? I, I don't know. I think for me, exactly. like, I jump genres a lot, so I don't spend a lot of time, like, mm-hmm. marinating, I think, and doing, like, oh, this feels so much like other ones back to back to back. Like, I definitely think if I read it and I'm like, okay, this reminds me a lot of, you know, say whatever. I think Six of Crows is one we, like, reference a lot. Like, that one I feel like is comparable to a lot of other books or, like, The Hunger Games. Like, there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And she's not the first one that ever wrote a trial. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think that's a very easy comparison. So... I think jump jumping around and like reading a lot of different genres, but like, even when I go back, it's okay. It's the same thing as I feel like reading a romance book, like, you know, meet, meet cute, conflict, togetherness, mm-hmm. ha- third mm-hmm. act breakup, happily ever after some version of that is going to happen in every romance book. And I'm never like upset yeah. by that. So I think it's okay. Yeah. if fantasy kind of follows the same thing or like sci-fi or thrillers. Like, you know, it's going to be like something happens, murder, death, destruction, whatever the like plot twist is bigger plot twist resolution like every thriller is the same so I think if they follow the structure I'm okay with it it's just that like I think fantasy is one of those ones where like you there's endless possibilities and it Mm. when it gets really similar like this it's like okay I don't know if you thought outside of the box because her other trilogy I will say that world building is very unique and that magic system is very very unique so I am really Mm -hmm. surprised by this reading daughter of no worlds and then this how Mm -hmm. like similar this is to other ones because that one is I feel like I don't think I've ever read another book like it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yes and no (laughs) did did she write that one first and then this one do you know I think so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. she wrote that one a little while ago I mean I think it was like two or three years ago like it's not a long time ago okay I don't know I just think there's a lot of other ways like you can make anything you want up and I find it very surprising after reading that trilogy that like this one is so similar to like so many other ones especially with like vampire lore like if you want to do vampire mm-hmm. lore and make it you know the rules of vampirism and add one element of okay sure they have wings like let's go with that or they have magic whatever just don't make mm-hmm. it so similar to something that's like massively popular because then I have a hard mm-hmm. time being like are they vampires or are they fae or are they elves or are they angels mm-hmm. like is this city of bones you know what I mean I don't know yeah I had a really hard time with that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Did you like that this was kind of a happily ever after for these two? I mean, I guess so, yeah. I thought it wrapped up really quickly, though. Again, that's the thing. Like, I don't quite get if it's supposed to be the end of their story. And the next books will be about somebody else or like different houses. This doesn't feel finished. Yeah. Because Septimus is conveniently gone. Right. Nobody knows where he is. 
I don't think he was even ever in the battle. I think he was always just the kind of puppet master from behind. Okay. Which again, why was anyone even listening to him when he wasn't even risking his life? Like, if there's one thing that I do admire about Rain and Araya, you know, they were the ones leading the army. Mm-hmm. At least they were, you know, the troops saw that they were willing to risk them their own lives. Right. Whereas Septimus, what was even he what was he even doing? Nothing. Just yeah, pitching like, somewhere with his cigarillos. Right. <laughs> just sitting there lounging <laughs> watching it from like the tv well and they're like he just yeah. he's not in the city i'm like yeah do you think that he was gonna be in the city like obviously he's gone i don't know yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know where this is gonna go obviously he's gonna come back but he can't not i think the mm-hmm. next one will be something about the bloodborne hopefully and or the shadow ones i i don't know if you read that like tidbit at the end of like nah. no. but i don't know if that's the standalone or that's like a companion or whatever but it's about like the right. Shadowborns. And then, yeah, I just don't get that. Like, they were like, we're so surprised he's not in the city. I'm like, you think he was just hanging out? You think he's like solo by You think himself? he was just going to wait for you there? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Because again, like, I think this was like, we reached the end of chapter 75, 76, whatever it is. They've both almost died. They both lose consciousness again. And suddenly we wake up. It's weeks later. I'm like, okay, did I did I miss a whole section of the book in which they deal with Septimus? Like, how are we suddenly? Oh, he's just he's just not here. So let's let's have another festival kind of thing. And and again, everybody is now okay with what's happened. Yeah. Like all the citizens of this of this city have mended bridges between the Rishan and the Hiyash. Nobody's fighting with each other. They all accept that Araya and Rain are king and queen. Really. There's, 2, there's no more years of fighting and you guys are like you know yeah. what this is fine we love each fine. other we have a bond now because the god gave us a bond so well and she good. makes that comment too where she was like oh then the two lines would die out and it all would just be one and i'm like not really they could still be mm. two separate lines even if they have a kid they would be half and half but like that doesn't mean that these two lines are gonna die out just because they like breed that means nothing mm-hmm. like that's why i didn't understand that i was like why don't you just give them the bond and then like move on or like heal him and then do that like they didn't need to have the heart bond or whatever and just be like best of luck it, it was all mm-hmm. very weird to me and yeah like all this commentary of well we don't know where he went and i'm like yeah well clearly not he's probably back in his homeland and they're like well that's weird well i guess we'll look into that when that happens like so yeah are you okay let's go to the bar it was very weird i yeah i think it was it was <laughs> finalized and i think it like ended and I have questions for like my own sake, but I think it was, I it's, I don't need you to answer them other than I need you to answer them. But you know, it's like, I'm okay if I never find them out because this book was so infuriating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like it was fine. And I would like to know, but if I never find out, I'm also just like, it's okay. Cause I've forgotten the book already, you know? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yep. <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. It was really good stuff so how many how many stars would you give it then um i gave on goodreads i gave it three in reality i'd probably mm-hmm. give it two and a half mm-hmm. what about you pretty much the same yeah yeah last time i think i gave the first book three and a half because i didn't want to give it four but i didn't think it was bad enough to give it three yeah but this one is definitely like a three yeah possibly if i'm being really grouchy a two and a half yeah i i don't know i like- haven't decided 
yeah, I've been really good about like, you get a five and you get a five and you get a five all year long. Like, if it was like vibes, I loved it. Like I do have some critiques, but I enjoyed it a five. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I was like, I have to be really, I do honestly have to be critical of this. Like I cannot give this five. Like I, I was never going to give it five, but I was like, I cannot even give this four stars. Like it's just, there was too much for me. There was too much repetition. There was not enough mm-hmm. expansion on the world that you built in the first one. And mm-hmm. there was just a lot of things that the characters did that like, made sense I guess but also like you just sort of left all of these questions unanswered and even if it was in character for them it still didn't answer like all the things I wanted to know about what was going on so yeah I was just I just found myself like really when we got to the end and she was like I'm faster than her I was like I'm done (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) I'm done (laughs) yeah I don't know if I will continue the series to be honest same if you ask me to read it with you for the for your podcast yes I will do that but in my own free time probably not yeah so yeah it wasn't the best I I I am genuinely curious like I agree I know that it was decent like the first one was good but I don't get the fandom I don't know how you feel about that and like there's a couple of them where I'm like okay yeah sure I could see the hype but like this one and fourth wing are very weird to me in my opinion so I, I haven't read fourth, fourth Wing yet. I do want to. But yeah, I also, you know, I mean, it's always subjective. You yeah. know, whatever people like is what they like. But if I look at it critically, I don't see it either. I don't yeah. see what makes the first book have such a universally high rating mm-hmm. on Goodreads. I just don't get it. So, you know, if there's people out there who love it, please let us know why. I, I want to hear what other people love about it. would love to know. I'm not going to spend all day, you know, browsing the five-star reviews. So if you want to get in touch, do. But <laughs> yeah, I don't see it. I don't. But again, yeah. this comes back to what I was asking you. Like, is it simply because I'm comparing it to other things that I've liked more within the same genre? Yeah. I don't but, know. Yeah, but this comes to like, she's indie so I feel like a lot of her fame has come from the internet and so I'm assuming a lot of the mm-hmm. other people who have read these have also read things like from blood and ash and you know a curse so dark and lonely and Akatar and all these other things that are like mm-hmm. very popular mm-hmm. fourth wing like I'm, I'm assuming that they're also read those and would feel like some of these things are pretty similar and like yeah I don't know it's it's strange to me yeah because yeah. like from Blood and Ash has fizzled out for me. Correct, same. But but when I read the first book, I was in it. Like, yeah. I thought it was amazing. I love the first book. Even the second book, which I know is really slow and it's really just about rebuilding Poppy and Castile's relationship. I still thought it was great. Yeah, but I agree. Critically, I realize it's not perfect. Like, I fully hear what other people criticize about it. The fact that it's, too long it is repetitive but in those two books it didn't bother me as much as it did in this one so I really don't know what you know what was in that book that made it just a little bit better or that made it so that I ignored the negatives was it just vibes maybe the banter between the two characters because I also really didn't feel that much of a connection between Rain and Oriya like we I, I said this in the previous episode but even in this one like where is this huge love between the two of them actually coming from? What do they 
why <laughs> well, you know there's no flirtation yeah. there's no banter there's there was nothing really I didn't find any substance in their romance that would make this like okay I can ignore the world building but I'm in it for the romance yeah you know yeah and I think there was a lot of like I will say in this one I felt like there was a lot more like touching lines in there like he says often to her you deserve better than mm-hmm. the world has given you and all that kind of stuff and it's mm-hmm. like Sure. I, I appreciate that you realize that she has like daddy issues and you're like acknowledging her trauma. But I agree. Like, I don't think there was a lot of like off, like off page romance that would convince me that you cared so much about her because even on mm-hmm. page, it was just a lot of like, I feel these things inside, but I'm not saying any of them out loud. So like, just because we're getting your internal monologue doesn't feel like you guys are expressing any of those things. And then, yeah, it was just sort of like, well, I know when I slept with him, I I really liked that and I enjoy him and like, he's really alluring, but like, I shouldn't. And it was, and like, he kind of said the same, like, I know I betrayed her, but we're not going to work through any of that. And mm-hmm. he was just like, let me just lean into your daddy issues and we'll, we'll resolve those. And then once you hate him, you'll love me. And that was like a weird dynamic for me. Yeah. And um, this book had a little bit more smut than the other one, which I thought was yeah. like, it was fine. It was well written enough but it each time it happened it just kind of came out of nowhere yep it's like what you you were saying you know she was dragging him up the stairs they were on the brink of death oh now's the best time for us to sleep together again there was no build-up which I feel like in other books maybe that's what works a bit better for me like if I feel the tension between the characters and like oh when are they when are they when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen Whereas in this one, it was like nothing, 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 nothing. Oop, something, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oop, something. It's like, yeah. Mm. Well, and like yeah. the scene of them in the cave, I was like, oh, I think I read this before. Oh, isn't isn't that 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 couple that I keep mentioning? Isn't yeah, that puppy and it was. In, in... <laughs> I was like convenient. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah. No, I think From Blood and Ash was very unique for what it was, too, because, like, if you went into it and didn't know anything about it, you didn't know they were vampires. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, she did a she mm-hmm. did a really good job of, like, creating a unique world. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to go typical vampire lore, make them this, 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 and that, and add something unique, right? Like, she had the born vampires and the turned vampires. Or I don't remember the a lot of the magic system in, in From Blood and Ash. But, like, you know, you have two mm-hmm. different types of vampires or whatever. And then that's unique, right? That's your one thing. And I agree. I think that the wings are fine, but do not make them so similar to all the characters in Akatar. Do not make them so similar that it's like, it is exactly that. It feels like a mashup of From Blood and Ash and Akatar, just put together, call it a day, and like betrayal, enemies, lovers, whatever. Very similar mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah, I think for me, it was just the repetition. And like you said, I wasn't connected to them by the very end. I was like, I'm just like, I'm happy for you guys. I'm glad that we got a dual POV. Like, I think that was much better than the first one. And like, I appreciated that we mm-hmm. got his point of view in this, but I didn't like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like ecstatic for you guys. I was like, cool. It's over. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And also like Simon as a villain was kind of a non-villain. Yeah. We kept hinting at the fact that he was really awful, but you know, I'm not saying that we need like really brutal descriptions on the page of all the horrible things that happened to Rain, but like just kind of dancing around, was he, what was actually done to him? Maybe, yeah. am I reading too much into it? Was was he used as a sex slave? Was he not? I don't really know. Why would they do that to other vampires? Again, no explanation. So like he was only there for such a short time you didn't really feel like he was 
that dangerous or that villainous yeah. because then he's immediately a mindless zombie. So it it felt meh. It just yeah. felt a bit meh. <laughs> I wish this was a trilogy and she'd made each book, or let's call it what we, what she would want. I wish she would have made each book mm-hmm. 400 pages and like expanded on the beginning, ended it at the scene of her finding the pendant or whatever, or her escaping, killing her cousin. That's the end of the first book. The second book is like them going back, rebuilding, whatever, fighting Septimus, all that. I think there could have been so much more about, like you said, about Simon, about, you know, his backstory. Um, this That could have been a really good time to do like Misha's backstory in the second one and then have Reigns like in the first one. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I just, it, there wasn't enough. And also there was too much all at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. also, what was the point of the pendant? Great question. Great question. Genuinely no idea yeah like was that god blessed why did he combine that with the teeth like what was that she took it it was it hers like i don't understand how did he know to do that i just don't know and like this is kind of over too so like i don't think we're gonna get the answers to any of those questions yeah probably not and it's fine like it's not gonna keep me up at night but you know (laughs) very weird just very very strange i agree those are your star ratings, final thoughts. Anything else? <laughs> I think we um we really tear no, this I think book apart. We have, yeah, yeah. I think I've uh, said all I wanted to say about this yeah. book. So kind of a bummer. I'm excited. We said a lot more than I thought we would. You know, like I didn't think I had that much to say. <laughs> I have like a lot ending. of feelings. Like I got towards the last like 200 pages, and I was like, wow, I cannot wait to talk about this. <laughs> I was like, I have some <laughs> real thoughts. Like it was just, it was so chaotic. I'm like, okay, well, listen, all right. I just compared to the first one that was one setting in one place the whole time. And this was like across the map. I mean, we are traveling days, miles, weeks, months, years. Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally valid. Okay. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so fun can't wait to talk about six scorched roses <laughs> I have, <laughs> me too i have different thoughts about that one me too actually yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that discussion okay i think it'll go well, better than this one <laughs> yeah definitely where can everybody find you yeah so instagram is our main platform we are at reading materials pod or we have a website reading materials podcast.com so either of those I love that. That's perfect. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. This was so fun. I'm so glad we got to talk through this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Awesome. And I will see you next time. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.